0: Hey, and welcome to the World of Small Talk, where we have small conversations with deep implications. I'm your host, Nate Pearson. And I'm Ronald Taylor. And welcome to the podcast, where you can only see one half of my face every week.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the pod. <laughs> Being that you are seeing this, because we're still not on YouTube, um, <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, about barred that. that you see this in 2023 at some point. <laughs> <laughs> for all those coming
0: back to watch, um, yeah. Oh, all right, goodness. so it's another Sunday. This is a new recording day for us. I mean, I know this doesn't affect y'all at all, but we're fresh out the Sunday services.
1: Yes, sir. Happy Sabbath, Happy Lord's Day, and uh, if you're listening to this on Sunday. Happy Lord's Day. If you're listening on Tuesday, happy Tuesday.
0: So, being that we brought this up, this is not one of our topics. What is your view on Sunday as the Sabbath for pastors?
1: I think, well, so technically I think the Sabbath is technically Saturday. In Um, Jewish tradition, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, we people call Sunday the Sabbath now, but it's technically the Lord's Day. Um, You hear both. And so I think Sunday afternoon after church can be, you know, a well rest. Yeah. Um, But as long as you have one day a week that is delegated toward rest. Like I know at my home church, um, our pastors would take Monday off. And so they would have a Monday off and then they would have Saturday, you know, their family. So they still got a two day weekend. Um, especially because Saturdays usually were pretty busy, and so I think as long as you take one day off a week and have like a day delegated toward rest, um, and just like reflection, meditation, you know, just like spending time with your family, um, and not being hectic, you know, I think is good. Um, I don't think there's a specific day of the week. I think the Sunday yeah. being the Lord's Day is a day that we should recognize that He is holy and come to corporate worship together in fellowship but other than that not a huge deal. 100% agree.
0: I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Yeah. All right. So you ready for our first topic? Yeah, let's go. Would you allow your child to change their name? My 17-year-old daughter wants to change her name. She says her current name is masculine and want to provide want prefer a more feminine name. The name she chose is Elizabeth, which has been in our family for centuries. Would you allow your child to change their name? I'm not too sure but her father agrees with her and says he would support the change. It is free to change your name where we live, and she can do it at the age 16 plus with no parental permission. I'm conflicted.
1: So conflicted that I went to Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) I was just talking to Nate about this. I'm like, shout out to Reddit for quality content, but the amount of people that go to Reddit (laughs) to get advice from strangers is like (laughs) hilarious to me. (laughs) But, But, yeah, I mean, it gives us a a platform for sure.
0: I say, I mean, I saw this partially in the comments, but I agree. Respect to the daughter for going to her parents to talk about it when mm-hmm. she's seventeen and she could do it legally on her own if she wanted to.
1: Yeah, and it's not some random name like Ladasha Shibutigui. You know, it's like it's a family or, name for those who know. watched um regular show Trash Boat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's something that is a family name and something that she thinks is, you know, more feminine. Because uh, I do agree, like, and I understand that you, you know, you're stuck with the name that you're given by your parents. Um, But it's a name that's gifted to you. There are, yeah. are times where, you know, you have an occasion where this girl is 17. She's almost an adult. All right. Well, now, like, you're getting into a part where or you're getting into a point in life where it's like, all right, like you're coming into adulthood. You're coming out of your parents, you know, authority. You're coming into your own life. You do have that, that, you know, opportunity to change your name. And I think it was, yeah, I think it was super respectful to ask your parents. I think it was really respectful to make it a family name, you know, to really, I think she's doing a good job to be sensitive to her parents, you know, like, Hey, I don't want, I'm not trying to offend you guys. I just, you know, I feel like this name is a little masculine, and I'm not a huge fan of it. What do you guys think of me doing this, and then being able to do that it's I mean it's no financial burden to her parents. it's no burden really to anybody except for the fact that she doesn't like it, and her parents gave it to her emotional so, considerations yeah, yeah for sure
0: and she's definitely taken that into account, and mm-hmm. her it seems like one parent is the father's already fully supportive. It's the mother that's conflicted, and it makes me wonder
1: if the mother is the one who came up with the name or not. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, I I would 99.9% <laughs> feel like she was the the person behind naming her that. Um, And so I get it. And it's like, you know, 17 years you've been this name, and all of a sudden you want this change. Like, how do you deal with that? That's kind of tough. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's definitely a life shock for sure. <laughs> but I mean, I think I think that this handled situation is one that actually has been handled well. Mm-hmm. Um, I once again, I don't know why you're coming to the internet for advice on this one, <laughs> but um, well, I mean, not the internet, but I guess Reddit. <laughs> uh, but the internet, <laughs> the, <laughs> the yeah, Reddit is a combination of all of the internet. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, I think it's perfectly fine and changing your name. Naming is just something that's very important. Like, as we often gloss over it, but I want to say biblically, naming stuff mm-hmm. was a sign of, you know, not I don't want to say just not just ownership, but also meaning and intention and all of these mm-hmm. things. Whenever God was making a change, he changed the name of the person. Mm-hmm. Or when God gave something important, you know, like to Adam, he allowed him to name the
1: animals. So there's a lot of significance and implications that come with naming. Yeah, no, that that big one is is huge on just that, you know, when the Lord makes a change in you and you know, you come from The old man to new man, old life to new life, you know, death to life. You come from, you know, the the Abram to Abraham, the um, Jacob to Simon to Peter, the Jacob to Israel, you know, like you have all of these name shifts to where it's like because I was gonna say Cephas to Peter, but that's the same thing. It's actually Simon (laughs) to Peter. Cephas is just another name. He's been reading the King James, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) The ESV, baby. The OESV, okay. Yes, sir. Same, same thing there. Um, But yeah, I mean, it goes, you know, it mentions Cephas to Peter. Um, Like when we, it goes back and forth, you know, in the ESV and the KJV, like he'll name him Cephas, he'll name him Peter, but it's the same name. It's just uh, different, different languages. Yeah. But yeah, when he goes from Simon to Peter. um, So we see these big name shifts of, you know, this is who you were, this is who you are now. And I think this could be a cool representation of that for her, you know, like. I'm coming into adulthood. I feel like I feel like my name doesn't match me. I feel like my name, you know, represents an old me um, or maybe not even me, period. And this is a good season of time for me to change that and come into new representation. You know, and I think she's done that really respectfully. So kudos to her claiming that identity. That's right. All
0: right. So the next one says, I lent my PS2 to my friend and he sold it to buy weed. He also owes me about $800. He apologized. Should I forgive him? I'm really upset about this and feel like he's taking advantage of me when it comes to money over and over again. Other than that, he's a really kind person. He's there for me when I need to talk to someone and I value his friendship. I gave him three months to pay me everything back. What should I do? Now, why I chose this is because I saw PS2 and sold, and it just blew my mind because what value are you getting for a PS2?
1: Yeah, I was like, did you just say PlayStation Two <laughs> in 2022? <laughs> oh man, you go into a have you ever if you ever been to somewhere like a trade it
0: or a pawn shop? They used to sell this for like twenty five, fifty bucks a yeah. pop.
1: Yeah, it's like for one, how much value is that PS2 holding? Like, does he only owe you like ten bucks, twenty bucks for that PlayStation Two? It's like, the bigger thing here is like, all right, there's $800 that he owes you. That's a lot. I think you've already kind of gone in the right direction of like, hey, I'm going to give you three months to pay me back. That's generous. You owe me. You know, oh yeah, because that should be now, you know. Um, Other thought in that is, all right, well, what's the consequence? Like, what's your consequence and you know, when he doesn't pay you back in three months? It's like, are you going to take him to court? You know, like, is this going to be a small claims court thing? Are you going to sue him for your money back? Like, are you going to beat him up? (laughs) Like, I I don't know. $800 is $800 worth small, small claims court or any. Yeah. That's where, that's exactly where you would take it. You would take it to small claims court. Yeah. So kind of like a judge Judy type deal, you know, you would just take it to small claims court and say, Hey, I've got proof that now that's the other thing. Do you have proof that he owes you all this money? You know? like a you question. gotta have proof you gotta have him being willing to own up to owing you that money like so because i at least right now you know in 2022 you can show hey like i've venmoed him this money or so on and so forth you kind of have some receipts that way but other than that i know once you start lending people some money you kind of need to make sure you got a paper trail because if something does go south even if you think they're your friend, even if things go south, like you got to make sure that you've got some, some backup. Well, I don't want to say he's dealing with an addiction because weed isn't always necessarily an addictive
0: substance, but he's dealing with a problem of sorts. It Mm -hmm. seems like where he, he's become reliant on something. And when people turn to drugs, like for like just, Consistent use and like for using for like you know to put away life problems. Not saying that's what he's doing, but that's normally an intimacy problem. So, was, you know, you say the whole 800 was for just the weed. I don't think so. He said he sold the pt um, PS2 the to buy, some weed, right? yeah. yeah, PS2 to buy weed. Yeah, but I mean, it seems like he must really want some weed <laughs> if yeah. he's selling the PS2 for it.
1: And and dude like I mean you you kind of said it just then like oh any if anybody like realizes or depends on this thing like as soon as you start using those two words like that's addiction yeah you know so like because even if marijuana doesn't have addictive tendencies however people still... want to however people want to say it like you can still get addicted to the process of it like yeah I agree. You know, you're putting you're putting so much stock into not being sober. You know, because it's like that's the same thing with with alcohol. I mean, like people get people get addicted to being drunk. Like people get addicted to the aspect of like I just want to get drunk rather than alcohol having kind of like nicotine tendencies to where it does have like a drawing effect or even sugar, right? Like it it does have addicting effects. Whereas, just like, want to I think, get rid of problems, yeah, yeah. I think alcohol and and you know, altering your mind with with marijuana, however, more or little anybody wants to imagine. Like, even though it doesn't have addicting tendencies like nicotine or sugar, you can still be an addict because you like you want to use it to get away from issues, or you want to use it to alter your mind, and it makes you feel good, or so on and so forth. You can like, there are sex addicts, right? There are alcoholics. So I think when people try to use the excuse that, oh, yeah, well, marijuana is not addicting, like, yeah, but that's not the only thing that causes things to be addicting. No, no. You're
0: not chemically addicted, but you're definitely socially and mentally dependent and addicted. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. um, I mean, yeah. So what are your views on ayahuasca? On what? (laughs) Ayahuasca. (laughs) What the heck is that? (laughs) Uh legendary NFL quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, used to ayahuasca this off season. Um, I mean, I, I <laughs> is that
1: like peyote? <laughs> it's like a herb. Yeah, is and that like peyote? Like, <laughs> what's peyote? It's like a it's like a herb as well that like Indians use, like Native it Americans. It puts you on like some type of trip. It's not stuff, like the yeah.
0: same as an acid trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I guess probably more equivalent to like DMT. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're going in the Joe
1: Rogan territory yeah, here. Yeah, that's <laughs> but <laughs> that's like that's like that's a lot like peyote. Is is yeah. what that that sounds like? It just like it's an herb that you can take just to make you trip and go go wild. And, I don't wonder that stuff yeah. like
0: really changes your mental status too. Because some people take that stuff and they're never the yeah. same afterwards. And it's not always like for the worst. They're not always crazy, but it like they're different personalities
1: and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like that's that's a weird. Yeah, never never have I ever been a fan of any type of substance like altering oh no, my Neither. mind. <laughs> you know, like I like I am I am not anti-alcohol. Um I am anti getting drunk, you know, yeah. like I think you can you can consume alcohol in moderation. I think the Bible is really clear on that. Um but I've never been a fan of even like even as a kid, you know, who was in high school, that was a Christian but wasn't super pursuing the Lord. Like I never got into that scene, you know, I had a lot of friends who did and had a lot of capability to, but it just never getting blackout drunk or drinking underage drinking never appealed to me. You know, like I don't, I already feel like I'm out of control in my life. I don't need to feel even more out of control, (laughs) you know, like and alcohol um, is expensive. So yeah,
0: dude, not playing that game. I really just wanted to say ayahuasca. So that's that's why I brought that up. Uh, Anyway, so this says my son ordered $200 and $200 item on Amazon and they won't cancel it. My seven-year-old son managed to get a hold of my Amazon account somehow and it resulted in me in receiving a charge for just under $200. At this current point in time, I seriously cannot afford this. He ordered himself a Spider-Man suit that literally will not fit him anyway. It's an adult one, so I can't even keep it. I've been requested to cancel the order with Amazon because they haven't shipped it yet, but they said there's nothing they can do and they're going to ship it anyways. Now, for someone in America, I imagine this wouldn't be much of a problem. The item would arrive in a few days and you could just return it. However, I do not leave in America where I live. It will take around a month for this item to arrive minimum, and I can't afford to be missing $200 for this time. I will also, it will also cost an arm and a leg to get it shipped back when I eventually issue the refund request. Please, if there's any advice or something that can be done for this, I'd be grateful to hear it. I'm not here for a lecture on how to raise my son either. This was an out-of-the-blue incident, and I've dealt with the matter. I just need to know how I can reverse this ASAP.
1: So, I initially thought this was going to be, like, how can I teach my son a lesson? But this has really turned into, how can I do something outside of Amazon? The bank. To get this fixed. And you can't. <laughs> like, I mean, you, like, first you, off, where do you live? <laughs> like. The thing is, if you, you have to, you
0: have to consider how much does Amazon mean to you? Mm-hmm. Because you can go to your bank and tell them to stop the payment and they'll mm-hmm. do it if it hasn't been fully processed yet. And sometimes so even you can file a dispute and get the money back. But Amazon's going to put you on a list somewhere that's not good for transactions for you in the future,
1: well, I also find it super hard to believe that you have placed an order with Amazon and they haven't shipped it yet and they refuse to cancel it
0: and it doesn't seem very amazon of them
1: I don't yeah i mean i never I've never experienced that every time I need to cancel something, I can get it canceled before it ships you know Maybe like I don't
0: outside of America amazon's a- Terrible yeah. company.
1: I don't, I don't understand. Or she's <laughs> not even ordering through Amazon. It was something like, it's like Amazon and she just like misunderstood. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> but yeah, on that, on that side of things, Amazon. on that side of things, like if you can't afford, if you can't afford to lose a $200 or you don't have time to wait to process that refund. Cause I mean, that's really the only thing you're going to be able to do with Amazon. Like you're going to, if they won't do that now, You're just going to have to get that issued, you know, as a refund eventually, or you can just get the product and sell it, you know, on eBay or marketplace or so on and so forth. Or you you might, you might end up catching a loss of a few dollars, but that would probably be your easiest way. Just, you know, find the next person trying to buy an adult size Spider-Man costume. (laughs) Oh
0: man. Or. I mean, it's adult size. Will it fit you? Can you wear the Spider-Man outfit?
1: Put on the Spider-Man costume, stand <laughs> on the corner, and just, like, take pictures of people <laughs> until you get your $200 back. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. I mean, like, dude, don't those people in New York make, like, hundreds of dollars, like, off of, like, they do minimum people?
0: They do. And I imagine um, there's certain other countries where you could really capitalize on that um i forgot where like what there's like one country that just like think of this as an parodies everything and i I forgot who it is so i'm not trying to call out any countries incorrectly (laughs) i wish
1: she had said what country she was from
0: yeah i mean and two hundred dollars i wonder if that's like two hundred equivalent in their currency Or if it's $200 Well I'm sure it's equivalent But like I wonder if that's more valuable Where they're from you know Because what if like $200 is a lot more Over there Yeah spending $200 US And how much is is this Spider-Man suit Why is a Spider-Man suit this expensive
1: I mean he probably bought like a legitimate Like (laughs) adult Spider-Man He's about to be (laughs) Spider-Man (laughs) He bought a radioactive spider (laughs) (laughs) Rugal was about to become a superhero Cause like Even outside of the conversations that we've already had on this You gotta think about Even though he's seven There needs to be a repercussion for this kid So he doesn't do this again Yeah well they said they handled it So I think he probably punished him I think she said handled it with Amazon
0: Well she said um
1: Don't teach him how to raise my kid
0: I'm, I'm looking at the wrong thing I want to find it Um, I'm not here for a lecture on how to raise my son This was just an out of the blue incident I've dealt with the matter gotcha. But I mean what does that mean Um, And I strongly yeah, Discourage do that again. Anyone who is a parent To have any type of one touch Purchase option on anything that you
1: own You're <laughs> having like letting your kid have access to your phone. <laughs> I mean, you know, it could have like, just
0: been some random look at the draw thing, but I mean, kids don't understand the value of money and they're going to buy stuff.
1: Yeah. Cause I know, you know, there are parents that let their kids use their phones to watch like Netflix or YouTube or things like that. But you can set your iPhone and accessibility now to where they can't touch anything on the screen. Like you have to touch the screen or your buttons or whatever, like in a specific way to get it to unlock. So your kids can't access anything. Yeah.
0: And
1: I think that, you know, that's key. That's really important. Um, But yeah, I mean, really just putting those, those safeguards in place to where something like that can't happen. And I get it. Like hindsight's 2020. You don't think about it. It's never happened before. Then all of a sudden your kids ordering a $200 Spider-Man suit on Amazon. Um, I did see.
0: Um, this is a kind of unrelated, but there was a Doordash thing where there was a glitch in Doordash where you could buy unlimited stuff, and it wasn't registering the purchases. But what it was really doing was putting them all on a delay, and then they went through later. And apparently, I don't know if it's true or not. I had to be fact checked. This guy ordered seventy thousand dollars worth of stuff on Doordash, and it all processed as soon no as
1: like way. it went through. Yeah. But, like I don't mean, Michael Scott running outside being like, <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> oh, man.
0: That would make me sick. Uh, and his, it's his fault. He did it. Why would you do, even risk ordering? How yeah. do you order $70,000 worth of stuff from DoorDash in 12 hours? It's a
1: long glitch.
0: Yeah. 12 hour glitch.
1: Like, to, <laughs> 12 hour glitch to rack up seventy
0: dollars <laughs> Seventy like, dollars <grand>. What do <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I
1: just bought an elephant on DoorDash. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how do you even do that? That doesn't make any sense.
0: Oh, man. I don't know. Anyway, you ready for the next one? (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Is it okay for me, not religious, to wear a cross necklace my grandmother is planning to give me? Me, a um, a twenty-year-old. I'm gonna say this out of just what they wrote. Um, female non-binary, and my nana have grown a lot closer since I moved to her state for college. I grew up very religious, but since my sophomore year of high school, I have realized I am agnostic atheist. My nana doesn't know this, as I would it would crush her. I don't even think she would knows I'm bisexual. I've never really known her views and have always been too scared of the resentment to tell her cut. And now I'm hanging out with her in her assisted, in her assisted living department. And she tells me she has a cross necklace with diamonds on it as she's planning to give it to me soon. It was ne- a necklace. My papa gave me in the seventies. 70- Gave her in the 70s. He was known for giving her a lot of jewelry. I didn't have the heart to tell her that I didn't believe in God. I don't think I will ever be able to, but I won't turn away a necklace from her as it's something she wanted to give me for a while, and it's a piece of her in my papa's life. I love my Nana, and I want to wear the necklace when I eventually have it, but I don't want people seeing what i seeing that and thinking I'm religious I don't know what to do would it be disrespectful for me to wear the necklace and I just hesitated because I didn't know what NB stand N B stood for until I thought about it I was trying to have the wheel spinning and if I'm well, wrong if, I apologize
1: <laughs> for one if you want to not be disrespectful yeah don't wear the cross <laughs> like because it, it It's like me wearing a Jewish star or, I mean, fill in the blank, right, of any other religion that I am not affiliated with. Now, I will say not wearing a cross and not trying to offend anybody is the least of your worries. Like, your grandma's the last person you should be worried about offending, right? It's like you coming into a season where you are, Identifying as non-binary, bisexual, so on and so forth, whatever that means, like for you, like an agnostic, you know, coming out of saying like, you know, and I don't know where you lie in that. You know, I think there are people that are like, oh, I think there's a God, like, I think there's a deity out there, or I don't know, Mm -hmm. I just don't care, so on and so forth. Man, you like you are offending a righteous and holy God outside of your grandmother. You know, like, man, like, there is a God and his name is Jesus Christ. Like, there is a God that died on a cross, like, in more rugged than similar fashion of a diamond encrusted jewel, you know, like, and he's the only way. Like, he's the only way to salvation. He's the only way to eternal life because there is something after death. And outside of Christ and his cross, like, it's damnation in hell, you know, even, even outside of being non-binary, even outside of being agnostic, like even a perfectly good moral person outside of the cross, outside of Christ will go to hell. And that that's a scary reality, you know, and that's so much more as that's so much more than am I going to offend my grandmother by not wearing this cross? That's so much more than am I going to offend some religious person by not wearing this cross or by wearing this cross. True. That's and so true. it's like wear the cross don't, you know, like there are bigger fish to fry right now in your life than whether you're going to offend somebody by wearing a cross or not. Like I would, I would look into what that cross means. I would do, I think the reason so many people turn, turn to you know, agnosticism or not being believers, you know, and running away from the faith is because, they have not done their own research, right? They're getting fed the, from the faith of somebody else and you do that enough, that faith is not substantial in its own, you know, like, you know, go to scripture, like find out why people wear crosses, you know, like why does a cross exist? Why was this a, why was this an actual thing? Was it actually a thing in history? And if you actually link up things that were contextually happening in history and with Scripture, you'll come to find that a lot of these things are actually legitimate, you know, and these are real events that happened. And people are so quick to write off Scripture and the Bible because they're trying to defend them by finite means, right? People are so quick to say, well, if a man can't do this, it's impossible that happened," because we believe in a supernatural God right? Like only a supernatural God can raise from the dead. Only a supernatural God can feed 5,000 plus people. Only a supernatural God can heal the blind and the sick and the lame and do everything else that Jesus did in his ministry here and ultimately forgive our sin, right? Only a supernatural God can do that. And if you say he can't do that, how are you going to sit there and support the big bang and say, well, actually like, we were created at a primordial ooze from some stars that collided or a black hole that imploded or so on and so forth. Like, and excuse my printer, it's haunted. And how are you going to say all of these things happen? Because none of those things were my, by man either. You know, like there's a, a point in science that you cannot reason. There's a point to science that you can't have logic or rationale. Like it, ha- it's some kind of supernatural beginning, you know? You can say it's a big bang, you can say it's so on and so forth, but I can guarantee that when the Lord spoke creation to existence, there probably was a big bang, right? There was probably a lot of things that happened when the Lord spoke these things into existence, but you can't science things all the way back to nothing because something has to happen. And so start asking questions instead of, am I going to offend somebody? Like, sure, you know, that is a good question to ask, but there's more to it. like you're also offending a holy and righteous God outside of your grandmother. And it seems like your grandmother has a little bit, you know, more going on than you might realize. Yeah. <clears throat> I, well, I like to refer to the, the great words of Kodak
0: black. You don't even believe in Jesus. Why you have a Jesus piece? No, I'm just kidding. I don't, that. I don't know why they're <laughs> through my mind. I, I'm just joking. Um, I didn't mean to undercut the serious tone, but honestly, <laughs> I think the only people you're going to offend religiously, like actually offend are probably people who are Catholic because symbolism means a lot more. And I don't know, I don't want to get into the debate whether that's a different religion or sect of Christianity right now, but people in, of, of Catholicism really believe and hold a lot more value to that. Mm-hmm. When the cross they holds hold a lot to the roads. Yeah. The, the, the Christian, the cross is important to Christians, but what's more important is the blood that was shed on that cross. Mm-hmm. That's what's of value. The cross is not my salvation. What was done on the cross and what happened there is my salvation. Yeah. So
1: at and at the end of the day, like you just end up looking dumb, you know, because it's like at the end of the day, you're the one wear, wearing like a religious fixture, you know, like people. People aren't going to care what you're wearing, but you're representing something, right? Like this is, (laughs) this is like another instance of like God still working in spite of who you are and what you've done, right? Because somebody could literally see that, that cross, not know what it means, do some research on what it means and come to Christ. Yeah. Right. Even though you're not a Christian, because granted, there are plenty of people that wear crosses that aren't believers. Oh yeah. You know, like. But I think it does. I think it'll do more harm to your pride than offending other people, you know, and I and I still agree with like with the Catholicism statement, though. Like, I think there are people that hold that, you know, hold more weight to a cross. And I think there are people that would even say, well, why would you wear a cross if you're not a Christian? Right. Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't offend me. But I'm still like I would ask that question and say, Well, you look kind of dumb right now because, like, I'm not going to walk around. I'm not going to walk around wearing a swastika. Why would I do that? Like, I'm not of the Nazi party. I don't believe in all of these things that Nazis agree. Like, I'm not going to walk around wearing a Klan uniform. I don't agree on these things. Even if I think the swastika looks cool, even if I think the hood looks cool, right? I don't, (laughs) granted, as (laughs) as I was about to say, Ronald, uh, (laughs) I don't think any of those look cool, but it's like, that's that mentality, right? If somebody thinks it looks cool and then they wear it, they're like, oh, well, I don't represent this. I just think it looks cool. Like that's literally what you're trying to say about this cross. That's like the know? same thing
0: as wearing a Tom Brady jersey. And no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm not a Tom yeah, Brady hater. I don't mean that. He's getting a
1: joke. he's getting so much more spicy in his old age. I know. <laughs> he's such a grandpa. Uh, I'm gonna retire because time with family is so much more important than football. Psych I'm gonna go play football (laughs) And now he's just absolutely Miserable in week 3
0: because He realizes he shouldn't have unretired Oh my gosh (laughs) He really did say psych (laughs) (laughs) To his kids (laughs) Huge heart
1: (laughs) His huge heart felt like I love you guys I'm doing this for you You know football's my life But I love you more than football (laughs) It all uh, comes around. Now,
0: later, <laughs> as far as like the, um, the spousal, I mean, kids, obviously, I think you should hang it up for kids, but I, I want to say on the spousal side of things, I think if my spouse was the greatest to ever do what they've ever done and they want to give it one more go around, I'd let them. Now she has made a lot of sacrifices. The only reason this becomes tricky is because she has her own worldwide brand that I'm sure she's been sacrificing for for years. So he needs to consider that.
1: Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> this I has think, become
0: Brady marriage counseling.
1: I think, <laughs> yeah, I think there's so much you know that that comes in the line there. And, I, you know, honestly, I've heard that things are kind of on the rocks for them. And so I don't know if this has also been I don't know if they're on the rocks because he's decided not to retire or they were on the rocks beforehand. And he's just like using going back to the NFL as a way to kind of escape. Reality. Yeah, it's you sad know, like, either way. Yeah, there's no way of really telling, especially when you've got kids involved in, in your marriage. But, you know, hoping that he kind of opens his eyes after this year and is like, I retire for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, this looks like a we have wrapped up the 11th episode of Small Talk.
1: Yes, sir. The big one, one. We're going strong. Trying to make it happen. But thank you guys who have been there from the beginning. Uh, and and stuck in with us we hope you guys are continuing to enjoy everything if you guys have any um you know any critiques criticism encouragement you just want to tell us that we suck you know send us an email at smallworld. no just kidding send us an email at smalltalk.smallworldmedia uh at gmail.com you know and uh if you guys are you know affiliated with us on Instagram or Facebook, you know you can give us a look up and and shoot us a request. Um, like I'm totally open to that. I don't. I can't speak for Nate, but just let me know that you like shoot a DM and say you watch the show and hey, that nah, you listen to nah, the podcast. Don't send me a DM. I'm kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> for free. <laughs> um, you know, send a DM. Say hey, you you listen to the show. You just wanted to you know reach out and connect. I'm totally down with that. Um, and shoot us. You know, shoot us that email. Uh we really want to make this something that you guys are interested in. You know, we enjoy doing it. Um, We are doing this for free. You know, it's like, this is something that we just did. We enjoy giving advice. We enjoy having conversation. And you're not uh, getting paid. paid? I didn't know you weren't getting paid. paid. I'll have to talk about our budget. Maybe we can get you added to the payroll. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, we, we really enjoy, you know, trying to create some content for you guys. So Feel free to to give some feedback and you know interact with us. As we we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, be sure to you know go and give us some five star ratings, leave us some reviews. Because if you do these things, like it'll put us out there for some more people to hear. You know maybe some people who really need to hear the gospel, and um, people who really need that are really hurting, that just need some encouragement even through some of these you know situations that we're talking about and reading through on here. So uh, we'd really appreciate if you guys would do that. And uh, other than that, you guys have a great week. Travel safe. Get your destination safe. Have a great day at work um, or a great evening with your spouse or your girlfriend, friends, whoever, um, whenever you decide to listen to this episode. But you guys have a great one. All right. Peace. (laughs)